Okay, here it is. I'm flat. When I'm new, I'm fat. When you use me, I release <laughs> my gas when something sharp touches me. What am I? I'm on my losing streak now. I, I don't know this one. This one's tough. I'm flat when I'm new. I'm fat when you use me. A balloon. Oh. I release my then, gases when something sharp a touches pop. me. You bet. There you go. Very nice. All right. There we go. We got patient people holding on. We let's do. Let's head to the phones. We have Cecilia and she has a dog that won't stop biting. All right. Hi, Cecilia. Have you fallen asleep? Hi, can you hear me? You. Now we can. <laughs> there okay. you are. All right. What kind of dog do you got? I'm in a barn. Let me get out of here. Oh, you're in a barn. My place. <laughs> I love barns. <laughs> Hopefully your barn is cleaner than my barn right now. Mine needs a little cleanage. <laughs> so, anyway. so I have a 16-week-old puppy that will not stop biting. What kind of dog? Great Dane. Oh, Dane. Okay. And so what he does, what is he, what he's, uh, are you, is he nipping at you like goating you to play or what's going on? No, she, she bites. But like, she's not a super mean dog. She doesn't like growl at you a ton. Right. Well, she growls when she's playing, but. She'll like just walk up and she'll just like bite you and stuff, and it just we can't get her to stop. Okay, first of all, you don't want to be playing any tug of war games or re- wrestling games with this pup, okay? Because that teaches okay. her to go up against you. It's one thing between and to goad at you, but if two dogs play tug of war, that's fine. But it's no tug of war between humans and and pups until the dog gets maybe a year and a half, two years, and then you can introduce it as a a game. You know, tug where you start, you stop. But at this point, we want to work on calm manners. So now, when she goes uh, to the go after. To you. What you're going to do is carry a plant mister or hair mister, you know, get the smaller ones in the travel section, fill it with water, set it on stream. And then as her mouth comes to open, you're going to deepen your voice, slow it down, and you're going to blast her right in the face and go, ah, no bite. And as soon as she backs off, you're just going to say, thank you, and then try to redirect. What's this over here? Oh, look at this blade of grass. What's that over there? Get her onto something else so she doesn't want to just come flying back at you. All right. Okay. Now, what you could do is you could take, uh, if the water doesn't work, just blasting her in the face. Then what you're going to do is get half apple cider vinegar, half water, and then you just aim for the mouth or for the nose at the same time. Remember earlier I said, at first it's ah, and then blast, and then no bite. Okay, for the first five, six times or so, then it's going to be ah. No bite. And if he still does, then the correction comes in. Because you want the dog to learn to listen to the words so you don't need the correction. Okay? And then also okay. go very calm. You know, don't go in a slow, low, deep, ah, 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 no bite. Hey, hey. And as soon as she backs off, thank you. Very nice. Let's say you're petting her. You don't have the spray bottle. Then just deepen the voice. Freeze your hand. Stop. And just go, ah, 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 no bite. Ah. No bite. As soon as she starts licking your hand, just say thank you, and then take your hand away. Remember, don't say good girl or good boy. That gets them into recess mode in the house, and now in the that recess mode in their head, and now it's all about playing and poking at you again. Okay. 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 Give that a shot. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. You betcha. Bye bye. Oh, barn. My barn. (laughs) My barn needs work. 
it just needs or it just needs to be cleaned. You know, I, you know, you clean it like I don't know every three months or so. But you know, between drag and hay through and dust of the chickens and stuff like I'm that, sure. and then the cobwebs and <laughs> you know, by no means, you know, I don't I, by no means want a pristine barn. You know, just a little bit more picked up would be nice. <laughs> All right. Who's up next? We have Kelly, and her dog had knee surgery, and she has some questions about recovery. All right. Hey, Kelly, how you doing? Hey, good. Good, good. So um, my my dog actually had surgery when she was three. She's nine now. Oh, okay. Um, so we've kept her weight down. Good. And we gave her Cosequin and salmon oil. Okay. Um, but she just had her whelp upper visit. And they said that her knee was starting to get stiff kind of for the first time. And they started talking about, you know, putting her on meds, which I listen to you. Good. And I know you don't like that. No. So what do you recommend? <laughs> uh, what I would get her on some MMSM, Mom Sam Mom. Okay. MSM okay. is really good for the joints. All right. Also, for any pain that you feel that that, that she might be into, you want to use Boswellia. B O S W E L L I A. I get what is it called? It's from Micro something. I get the organic twelve hundred milligram or twelve hundred milligram powder, um, and I got I got it on long line, and I think it's called Micro something for the life of me. I can't think of it, but anyway. Okay. And so the uh, so like for a large dog, uh, this twelve hundred milligrams. You could start out with like a half a scoop for a large dog, and just see how that does once a day. Because you can't yeah. OD them on it. What kind of dog do you have? She's um, a Beagle Shih Tzu mix, actually. So, so how many? about 21-ish pounds. Okay, so you could use, like, you know, a scoop comes in there with it. You could probably use, you know, like, a, a uh, not a half, a little less than half of that scoop. And you just mix okay. it in, like, with canned pumpkin or plain yogurt or whatever type thing. Because what that mm-hmm. does is it takes inflammation out. All right, okay. and you can take it too anytime you're feeling poorly or ouchy. Man, that's the best stuff to take is Boswellia. And then, okay. like I say, something with MSM in it. Most people okay. have a tendency to go for the glucosamine, and the better okay. is the MSM and the chondroitins. And okay. there's I uh, there's a it's called springtimeinc.com springtimeinc.com, and they've got a really good joint supplement, advanced hip and joint that you might want to try that has the MSM in it. Okay. Uh, otherwise, you could just uh, go around. Let's see, Mercola.com. Uh, they might have some there. So just look around at, you know, and just see what you can find. But that's what you want to do and just mix it with a little bit of plain pumpkin or can or plain yogurt or canned pumpkin. Um, and then yeah. also, uh, you know, keep the weight down. And then what I would also do is have uh, uh, get her used to using a ramp or steps to go up and down the couch and on the beds and stuff. And then okay. so that she is not jumping up on and on and off. And you can okay. look on YouTube to teach a dog. How do you use the ramp, you know, whereas uh, all the time they just get in the habit of using that. So now they're no longer jumping on and off, but it's basically using treats and such like that and having them go down. And and then pretty soon it just becomes second nature. Uh, The whole thing is, is that the more they jump on and off things is not good, whether it's a ramp or whether it's some kind of uh uh, they they do make steps, but unfortunately, some of the steps are so so short backed. You know, it's a small short. It's actually harder for the dog to use. So you want to make sure the steps are wide as far as from the back of the step to the front of the step. 
not side okay. to side, but from the back of the step that, that would be towards the bed or whatever. Right. And then as it comes out, because the more stepping space, the easier it is for the dog to manipulate. All right. Okay. And then always make okay. sure that it has a non-skid surface on it right. so that they don't accidentally move. I mean, slip. Okay. okay? But that's the main name Got of the it. game. Okay. Okay. Remember, I'm not a vet. Just been around the block. A no, times. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do know that. Okay. Yeah. So the more, because right away they want to use. Possible. Yeah, because they usually want to put them on Rimidol right away. And if you yeah, if you look at the side, yeah, if you will look at the side effects of Rimidol, I wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole. And like say, yeah, boss, I know you always say that. So yeah, boss, well, thank you for that, listening. So. <laughs> and actually, have a register. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that greatly. Okay. Have a great All one. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Yep, the the Rimido, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I just wish the more of the vets would use the Boswellia because it it works in better, healthier, easier in the kidney and their liver. Yeah, it's just it's it's craziness. So all right, while well, we run and then we'll come back and take the perfect uh, take the next call. Hey, you got a question? We still have time left. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Okay, what tastes better than it smells? What tastes better than it smells? We'll be back. Hey, thank you for staying with the Katie Canine Show. You can um, podcast all my old shows. Well, not all shows, last week's shows, a couple weeks before that. So go to mytalk1071.com. All the shows, great shows here on mytalk1071. Our podcast, so you can take us with you anywhere you go. And the neat thing is, is that when we're on live on air, you, if you, as long as you've got a computer access, you can listen to us in Antarctica. Yes, maybe. Any, yeah, of course. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> if, if anybody knows anybody in Antarctica, can you see if they can hear? You know, pull <laughs> they in have the app. My, uh, yeah, mytalk1071.com. <laughs> That'd be great. So, and don't forget the War of the Worlds. Did you did get a chance to? to I listen did. To I, like I, I watched. I actually oh, yeah, watched, I watched it this the, morning. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. How did you watch it on the on the? I just uh, watch. I got a link and I watched it on my computer. Oh, can you send me the link? I sh- I probably can. Oh yeah, no. Well, like I said, because I didn't, and I was looking here on on, on trying to figure out okay how to watch it. So anyway, because I I wanted to see what they did because I know they've had a riot doing it together. Yes, so they sure it did. Was really cool. So yeah, so go to mytalk1071.com. You can learn more about who are the world's FM one oh seven style. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what tastes better than it smells? Your tongue. Yes. Dig, 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 dig. It took me a while, and then I was like, smells, and then I'm like, food, and then I'm like, oh, oh, yes. There you go. You got three. You're on a roll. (laughs) I'm coming back. You're coming back. Okay, (laughs) let's head to the phone lines. We have Tani, and she has questions about uh, supplements for her pet. All right. Hi, Tani. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. What kind of pupper do you got? Well, I actually have a 12-year-old yellow lab. Okay. And um, he has, like, some large growth or fat deposits, um, primarily on his stomach and a few on his neck. Yep. And we asked the veterinarian, he doesn't think it's cancerous, Mm -hmm. and he just seems to think that it's common for older dogs. And I was just kind of wondering... What can I give him? Do I change his dog food? Are there any supplements? No, is he overweight? No, he's about 100, 100 pounds, 110, something like that. Can you feel his ribs? Um, Well, there's some fatty 
Well, let me answer it this way. On, I don't see it on his belly, but I can see just his backbone on his back. Yeah, you can see the backbone because as the dogs age, at the muscle atrophies. So usually a lot of times you can see the backbone, but still they're carrying a lot of weight in their ribs and their undercarriage. Okay, but right. the, what there, there's been some talk that um, the fatty tissue, babby, fatty what you're seeing gross. Uh, sometimes if you pull them off of processed food, uh, foods and go into a raw freeze-dried or a dehydrated diet, that sometimes what will happen is that they will uh, start getting smaller. All right? Oh. And so that you could try that with a diet change, but you got to rotate in. You know, you just take your time. You just don't pull from one to another. Uh, you can go to, you got a couple... If you go to my website, if you go to mytalk1071.com, go to my Katie Canine website. If you go under radio show topics to scroll down, there's two websites that will help you a lot. Uh, Dogs Naturally Magazine and then Healthy Pets, Mercola. Okay, those there, they will help you out a lot as far as you just put in fatty tumor fatty tissue tumors there you go well that's almost a tongue twister in itself (laughs) fatty tissue tumors all right and so like i said that what they're thinking and a lot of it is due to the diet and so that's why if you get off the carbs and such like that that he can help repair itself and as long as you know for sure did he want to take a biopsy at all to see if anything or did he just go by the feel of it he just went by the feel of yeah, it. Yeah, because usually, you, yeah, you see the the vets are really good at uh, uh, you know knowing the difference between the fatty. And I know they look gross; they feel pro- gross when you want to you yeah. know pet them and such like that. I get it, I get it. But uh, and some people do opt depending where they're at if they're easy to heal in a place that's easy to heal. Some some of the fatty tumors are in a place where it uh, there's not much skin to work with and it'd be mm-hmm. more detrimental to try to take them off than let, let them just ride out you know type mm-hmm. because there's not yeah. enough skin to bring back you know to heal correctly and then that opens a whole nother can of worms and so that's why what I would look into more holistic measures, you know, as far as that. And uh, that I think that will help you out a lot. If anything, we can slow them down and hopefully retard their growth. And hopefully even some of them, like I say, uh, they'll, they'll uh, shrink. And so I have sure. known people that did that. But so don't hit the panic button. Like I say, I know it's gross to see and feel. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, but yeah, change the diet usually. And then there's some supplements that in those articles that you can help, you know, help with too. Okay. Oh, sure. Great. So yeah, just I'll go to my talk. Yeah, 1071. Uh, yeah, com. Go to my Katie KNI page. Go to my website. And then scroll down under radio show topics. Okay. Okay. Okay, any right. questions? What right, food are you, you? Wait a minute. What food are you uh, feeding now? Um, I think right now we're doing lamb and, lamb and rice, I think. Okay, but what brand? Ooh, it is. That's a good question. Okay. Yeah, because. <laughs> I can picture the bag, but I don't know the name. Yeah, okay. What color is the bag, if you can picture the bag? Um, it is. It's got a. It's not a Labrador, but I think it's a Springer dog, um, black and white. And then it's, um, is it all for one or all? Okay. Because like I say, low-grade dog foods for older dogs, a lot of times, you know, is not good for them either. So you got to okay. look into the, the, the health. Like I say, I love the Nutrisource line, but remember the dry food is carbs. 
And so mm-hmm. what we want to try to do is get off the carbs and see if we can get some of those tumors into a shrink is what we're after. That's why you want to go to raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated. That's like army rations. You just add uh, water, okay, because mm-hmm. it's got the meat and everything else in it. And so, mm-hmm. and just be careful when you go to the dehydrated one. Try to find one without potato in it. No, I because potato. potato is very hard. Rice and, and, and potato is very hard for dogs to digest because it's very high in starches. You know, having it once or twice a week is not not bad. But, boy, unfortunately, people don't rotate enough. And they're giving it to them seven days a week, tw- you know, twice a day, you know, for months. And that can play, you know, heck on their system. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so that's what we got to do is look into what you're feeding and then and get his digestive system working better. How's his coat? Is mm-hmm. his coat shiny and soft? Um, Yeah, he's pretty soft. I mean, we live on a farm, so he's a farm dog. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, he seems pretty happy and everything. Okay. Um, okay. But no, yeah. So just yeah. you got to get some input here, and then, like I say, uh, to try. I would uh, tweak the diet is what I would do. All right. Sure. Okay. Okay, kiddo. Okay. Have a great one. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. That reminds me. Okay, this is fall, and a lot of people are warming their animals, you know, like the horses and stuff. And dogs love to eat horse poop. <laughs> okay. okay. That's a new one. <laughs> right. And so uh, if you're using like ivermectin or any kind of dewarming with your horses, because usually we do it this time of year because then, you know, it, it freezes, the worms come out. You know, they uh, because of the deworming. Yes. And some of them then, uh, with it being cold, that it freezes so it, do- the, it doesn't contaminate the ground and it becomes a circle. Okay. okay. So usually when it gets cold, that's when uh, horse people, a.k.a. myself, whatever, but I don't use any dewormers. I use diatomaceous earth and then a, a natural herb warmer. So anyway, but so that please, if you got dogs or are around dogs uh, or dogs, you bring the uh, dog out to the farm or whatever. Be aware that if ask him if they have recently, like in the last week, uh, dewormed any animals, you know, whether okay. it be goats, whether it be horses, uh, cow. You, you don't need deworm cows, but because if the dog eats the doo doo, right. That, then they can become very sick. And I've mm. known dogs that have uh, died because they have eaten oh, wow. the poop from a you know an animal that it was just ivermectin or whatever type thing. So you've got to really pay attention to that. So, all right, got a question? Give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. Where are we at, ma'am? We do have a couple minutes, so should we still take this caller? Ah, uh, sure. Okay. We have Wendy, and she has some questions about her pet's neurological issues due to a vaccine. Ah, the good old vaccine reaction. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Katie. How are you doing? Good, good. So what kind of pupper? Okay, so she's a Pekingese. Okay. Um, she's nine months old. I just adopted her from the Humane Society. Okay. A breeder had turned her over to the Humane Society because she had a severe reaction to the distemper vaccine. All right. And um, she also came with a body score about, of about two. Ooh, okay. um, it's very, very, very wispy and thin. Um, I've managed, I've had her three weeks where she's on a raw diet now. Now, good. And gaining weight and doing really well. Nice. Um, her, the neurologic issue is she gets like a head tremor like Parkinson's. All right. And um, wondering if there's anything I can do to help her. I have two other Pekingese. Simon, you know one of them. Simon, he was in your puppy class. Oh, okay, okay. So Simon, Simon was what 
eight, yep. six or eight months old. And he's in your class mm-hmm. now. He's three. Wow. He, and so she plays with them, and it seems like her her gait disturbance is getting better with play. All right. Um, and I do add fish oil into her diet. I don't know if there's anything else I can do to help her. Well, if you uh, vaccine reactions, Dr. Jessica Levy, you know, the holistic vet that we have on, she's normally yeah. on the last Sunday of the month <laughs> when she was supposed to be on. Uh, but anyway, so uh, anyways, long story short, I would, I would give her a call. And the reason is there are remedies that can counteract the side effects of a, a vaccine reaction. I know that. Okay. And so, like, it, usually it happens more so often with the rabies shot is what mm-hmm. it does because that affects the neurological system and so things like that. So, now, first of all, I hope you remember now we're not doing any vaccines ever again with this dog, right? <laughs> right, we aren't. Um, actually, I brought her. The Humane Society didn't have proof that she had the vaccine, so they were going to give her Benadryl and give it to her again. Oh. And, I, and I told them no. No good and for then you. I, and then I paid the extra money for my local vet to draw tighter. Oh, good. Can you hold on? Back. Hold on. We got to talk about that. Okay, we got to run it. And so don't don't hang up. Forward, I'm heavy. Backwards, I'm not. What am I? What you do to me? All right. Forward, I'm heavy, but backwards, I'm not. What am I? You tell me. <laughs> okay, if you spell, if you spell not backwards, what do you have? Ton. Is that part of it, or you were just giving me a clue? No, that's it. Forward, I'm heavy. Ton. T-O-N. Oh. But backwards, I'm... Not. Not. <laughs> what am I? A ton. T-O-N, forward. Uh, that was tough, but I like that one. See, 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 see. There you go. Okay. Mark that one. We did that. Yes. You know, so I have a very good memory, but sometimes it's very short. <laughs> okay, let's go back to Wendy. Okay, Wendy, you had a tighter pulled. And? And she came back. She had immunity. Yes. Yes. Now, do, what tighter did you do? Just on the distemper, or did you do uh, parvo, or what did you just the distemper? Just the distemper. Oh, the, the Humane Society, before I had called down to pick her up, had already given her Benadryl and a rabies shot. Oh, Lordy. Okay. Yeah, I know. And, oh, and she was spayed, like, two oh, days geez. before that. And she was given a flea dip, and she was wormed. So she oh, had enough. Oh, gosh, a poor thing. 6.6 pounds and body swerve, too. Just a little scrawny, little overwhelmed little girl. Oh, my um, goodness. So the tighter on the distemper came back that she had immunity. Good. So um, we're not going to do that again. Yes, no no, no shots ever. <laughs> you could do the tighter on the rabies and all that, too, you know, just to satisfy some people or whatever. But, yeah, give Dr. Jess holistic-vet-care.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then just, you know, she does over the phone or email consults that she doesn't have to see the dog. All right, and so they just ask her, you know, that she had a bad reaction. And tell her what you just told me. All right, mm-hmm. and so that see if they, there is, I know there's remedies for dogs that have vaccine reactions. And as Jess would always say is that, you know, uh, this doesn't make any sense. Okay, your dog had a bad reaction. Okay, let's give them Benadryl so that we can, and then put the toxins back in the system. The system is already saying, don't do that. Because <laughs> yeah. there was a reaction. So that's why, I'm sorry, folks, anybody that's listening, if your dog has had a vaccine reaction, 
don't do that. The only shot that is required by law is rabies. End of story. Now, with rabies, there again, uh, you know, that's a, the scary thought or shot, too. But you can do a titer where they draw blood, send it to Kansas State University. It comes back and it's got, you know, uh, the antibodies. You're good to go. But anyway, so the thing, it's, you know, the whole vaccine, you know, stop the shots, whatever type thing is, it's, it's, it's a tough one. And then you just got to remember now, like with you, being that you're going to hopefully stop the shots, that good, they're one and done, you know, type thing. But now you can't board the dog or go to doggy daycare, or whatever you got it, or, uh, and like getting, um, grooming. You got to find the network that's out there that you will work with you and not force you to go and get. You know, like, uh, like, say you have somebody come over and house it when you go someplace, or you yeah. find, like, if your dog worked, uh, if your dog was uh, got along with my dogs, I'd watch yours when I go, and I'd watch yours when you go, and so that's what you got to find the networking so you can stay on that line. So, all right. Well, well go, thank you. So well, much. I'm proud of you that you you did that like that. I'm sorry, and thank you for rescuing this poor thing. I just can't get over that. How people just can't say that the, it says on the vial, only administered to a healthy animal. I don't get what that you know. Let the animal find a foster or whatever, and, and get into a home, settle down, get the stress factors gone. And then I just don't understand that. Oh, that drives me nuts. But anyway, Wendy, you have a great night. Thank you, thank you, Katie, <laughs> and thank you for what you did. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Yeah, no, that was yeah. Pekingese, you don't see Pekingese too much, uh, type thing, or the Japanese chin. You don't see too many of those dogs, and so that's why it's really cool to when you see them. And like I say, Simon came through quite a while. Because I was so excited because I hadn't seen a Pekingese for a long time. You're like, oh, yeah. So this. I was like, I know it. And so it's really kind of cool. You know, they're kind of a smashed in face dog. So they have some breathing problems, sure. you know, like pugs do. Yes, or, the you know, pugs. Yep. Or whatever type <laughs> thing. So uh, anyway. Okay, who's up? We have Christy, and she has questions about potty training. Ooh, the big PT. All right. Hey, Christy, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Good, I'm good. good. Thank, so Thank you for uh, taking my call today. You bet. Um I have a six-month-old um, puppy. Uh, he's a corgi uh, golden retriever. Okay. And um, somebody was standing on a hill. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, when he was four months old, we had him pretty much. He was potty trained um, on the main level of our house. But if he would go upstairs or downstairs, uh, and of course there's carpeting upstairs and downstairs, he would potty right away. Well, for the last two months, we've had some construction going on in our house, and he's been pretty much confined to just the main level, and he's been perfect these last two months. And now construction's over, and he's got a little more freedom, and wouldn't you know, he goes upstairs, goes downstairs. Mm-hmm. Like if he's just with me, if I'm doing laundry or something, and he'll clean pretty much right away. Is it uh, piddle, doo-doo, or both? Um, mostly, mostly poo, but I, but he's done both. Okay. Uh, now what's your protocol for going potty? Do you just turn him out and hope that he gets there or, you know, does it when he's outside or do you take him out on a long line and tell him and watch, you know, go potty, go potty or get busy, get busy. What, what do you do? I take him out with me and I watch him. He's not on a, a line. He's in our fenced backyard, but I'll walk out with him mm-hmm. and make sure that he goes. Okay. 
Um, because you want to have an, a potty area. Number one, the dog doesn't need to use your whole lawn as a potty. And then what the thing is, is by having them on a 15 foot line or a long or 20 foot line, no longer. Uh, if they dink around, you know, like they're sniffing, like, oh, what was here and what was there? They're only out there to go potty, get their business done and get their butt right back in the house again. They mm-hmm. are. And then if you want to go for a walk or go play, then you go from there. And so and in Minnesota dogs, you only want the, they, they only get two minutes to do their business. That's it. Because otherwise they turn into a putzer where they is 20 below and they're dinging around out there and you're freezing your butt. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what you yeah. do is so you, you have them on that 15 foot line and you teach him what it's called, where it, where it goes. And until he because see carpet under a dog's feet, carpets or rugs is like a padded toilet seat. <laughs> they get very okay. relaxed and it's kind of like, oh, and I have to go. And boom, there it is. All right. And now mm-hmm. what food are you feeding? Uh, Nutrisource. Okay, good. And now, are you still on puppy or what? Um, mostly puppy. I I buy different flavors and kind of mix it in. Okay, yeah. Get bit. get off the puppy right now because a puppy, especially if you're using the puppy for a small breed with the Nutrisource, is very high in fat and sometimes it's too rich for some dogs. And then it seems like they're chronically going doo doo. You know, having a lot of doo doos because they can't utilize the richness of the food. It's an awesome food, but some dog system just can't deal with the richness of it. All right. Okay. So maybe, and he does pull. He does pull a lot. So. Yep. And so I would strongly suggest you just get him on the Nutrisource adult formulas. Uh, the, okay. the the puppy formula is a chicken base. Maybe you want to try turkey and rice, and then maybe you know buy small bags so you you can go through it faster. And so then uh, you could try you know a grain free, and then maybe you're going to try the beef and rice. Remember, anytime that you haven't changed, anytime when you if the dog has never had the food before, you rotate it in. Like every, you, uh, every dog system is different. Uh, if let's say you go a quarter of the new to three quarters of the old for three four days, and then a fifty fifty mm-hmm. for three four days. Now, if the doodoos, this is where it comes good to be a doodoo watcher, <laughs> is that if the doodoos are starting to get a little bit soft, slow down the rotation. Instead of three, four days, maybe it's four, five, or five, six days before you up that, you know, put increase the amount of the new food because every dog has to get used to the new protein and the enzymes and that you know to and to break it down is what it is but once they've had it and it comes back into rotation you just have to open the bag and feed it out it's only if they've never had it that's the thing Okay. okay, but that's what I strongly would suggest. And then teach him what it's called. Have him on a line so you've got. Remember, so you've got control. He can't just go out there and ding around. And then um, maximum time is two minutes. And some dogs are double dipper. And this is what you got to pay attention to: is when um, the, when we start getting snow, even like the wind that we've had the last couple of days. A lot of dogs get out there, and that wind hits them. And they're like, nope, 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 <laughs> and they yeah. ra- they splash and they race back in the house. And then you have to mind don't get them any freedom because they didn't they only took the top of their tank off they still have left to go so sometimes on the windy rainy snowy you know very cold days you have to take them out once or twice or sometimes even three times because each time they take a layer of their tank off okay and instead of being out there for two minutes it might be 10 seconds and they're heading for the door okay fine but that's that's for he he took a top off you know so that's what you got to do is get to know your dog if they're just splashing or if they actually 
emptied. And so then, so they don't, you don't have the mess in your house. But right now, go back to, you have control of the situation so he doesn't get in the habit of going on your, um, you know, your carpets. And then use anti-icky poo to clean the stuff up. Uh, anti-icky poo is the best stuff on the market. It's more expensive and then there's a reason. It's a natural enzyme that changes the chemical compound of urine and poo. All right. And so it's the best okay. stuff out there. But that's the whole thing. It just keep tabs. He's got to earn his wings again. And then hopefully you will go forth. He's only six months old. He's got a lot of puppy mush brain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Thank okay. you. You bet. Have a grand day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. Yep, no, that's that, that potty training, especially. But see, being that he's doing two, being that he's doing doo-doo and piddle, yes. that tells me that he's really not potty trained. Okay. It just so happened <laughs> that, you know, they either got him out and at the right time, but he truly doesn't understand what potty is okay. and where to put it. So that's why it's so important to teach him what it's called and where it goes. And uh, people out there, do me a big favor. Okay, just say go potty or get busy. Don't say oh pee pee. Okay, now do a, a BM. You know, potty <laughs> is potty. Whatever comes out, whether it's pee or doo-doo, sure, okay? okay. So potty is potty. But I get the biggest kick out of people. Oh, let's go pee pee, and it's just like, what? The dogs don't know the difference between the two. But usually, <laughs> what happens is you know the time of day they usually do have a doo-doo coming through, like the first thing in the morning or like early evening. And so it seems to you that he knows the difference between. You know, pee oh, and doo-doo, okay. but they really, they really, they really don't. don't. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, okay, we ready to go? Oh, we're gonna leave. Uh, we gotta go. Yep. Okay. Okay. Here we go. And then when we come back, we're gonna talk about dilated cardiomyopathy, where as the FDA member uh, almost two years ago hit the alarm bell that oh, if you feed grain-free foods, you're gonna, you know, your dogs may get a high chance of dilated cardiomyopathy. Well, I just want to give you some F, some more information about that because it still is out there and is driving me nuts. And so I want to empower you a little bit so you can empower yourself. Okay, the more you have of it, the less you see. What is it? The more you have of it, the less you see. What is it? Be back. Right, good morning down another week of the KDK9 show. Been here for 18 years. Still don't believe wow, it I, congratulations. Yeah, I still don't believe it every time I say it. But that was in 18 years was in August. But still, I think of that. I just can't believe 18 years when people ask me, how long? Eight? Whoa. So I think of all the talking and the things that we've covered over the years. It's just Very it's knowledgeable. Well, hopefully something. Some people, I love when people, I get emails from people that say, you know, I was listening and I heard this, this, and this. And, oh, man, it worked. And it's just like, yes. You know, because you, you, you say things, but you wonder if it really lodges in people's heads. Sure. So they actually, you know, oh, I remember what Katie said. So that's, that's I great. I have one gal said that my daughter is tired of hearing your name. I said, why? Because she says she just got a new puppy. And I keep saying, and Katie Canine says. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Okay, the more you have of it, the less you see. What is it? Sleep. No. Look outside. Daylight? What? Darkness? <laughs> oh, that is it. All right. The more you have of it, the less you see. Darkness. The more dark you have, the less you see, correct? I guess. Okay, and so because we're just explaining <laughs> that it is yeah, why, truly yeah. dark it's, outside. It's really dark. I mean, it's very, very I dark. I was just thinking that. I should have figured it out. Ah, there you go. Had to do something with outside. Okay, the tongue twister for the week. Hillary's, Harry, Hound, Hardly, Hurries. <laughs> wow. 
Hillary's hairy hound hardly hurries. Right? That that's one. How much hair could a hairnet net if a hairnet could net hair? Oh, I've never heard. That like, sounds like the woodchuck. How much woodchuck? Yeah. Can wood, I put that beat to it. Okay. Because <laughs> that helps. Yeah, well, that's the truth. But with a lot of the if the, the tongue twisters, mm-hmm. if you put a beat to it, that you can get through them pretty doggone. You, you can say them easier. better and easier. Okay. Yeah. So how much hair could a hair net net if a hair net could net hair? There you go. Okay. And then three times say hiccup teacup, hiccup teacup, hiccup teacup. How many times can you say that in 10, 10 seconds without tripping? Okay. So there's your tongue tweezers for the week. Tongue tweezers. <laughs> you can call them that. <laughs> tongue twisters. There you go. And also remember, this Friday, I'll be on the November 6th. I will be on uh, Twin Cities Live at three, uh, sometime between three after three. Usually it's three fifty between 3.15 and quarter to four, you know. So I don't know. They, I don't know till I get there. And then they throw me out there. Don't forget to vote on Tuesday. And then let's see, Sean, Sean Connery. I really like oh, him. I, oh, yeah. That was, oh, that was really sad. Was really sad. Not, I was not a 007 person. That's not what I liked him in. I liked him in all the other movies that I've seen him I in. I liked Dragonheart. Oh, that's good. He there plays go. the voice. Yep. So that was kind of my there memory. Yeah, no, it, that is uh, I've just Sean Connery because it, it just, there are, to me, there's no, what do I call it? You know, like back in my day. <laughs> You had these stars, you know, like Gene Kelly, uh, Clark Gable, Elvis, you know, that attained, that everybody knew who they were, you know, type thing. Yeah. And, and they're like put on a pedestal and their people are in wah. And to me, nowadays, there's not as many that attain that stat. Well, that's just sad because we've lost. So that just many. shows oh, how many we've lost. Oh, exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. There isn't really any that are kind of. Filling their boots, you know, so it's just kind of like Sean Connery, but it is a bummer. Okay, dilated cardiomyopathy, DCM. I need you to go to this website. It's called hemo, H-E-M-O, pet.org. Hemo, H-E-M-O, pet, P-E-T, dot org. And that's Dr. Gene Dodds, J-O. Jean Dodds, D-O-D-D-S, Dodds. She is one of the foremost experts in pet health. And Dr. Dodds focuses on vaccinations, protocols, and thyroid issues, and nutrition. The article she has on her website, her site is phenomenal. Just go under her resource blogs. But she did one, oh, she's done a couple, but I just grabbed one about the articles about, you know, uh, dilated cardiomyopathy. And when the FDA put everybody into a panic that grain-free foods causes, is lacking terrine, um, or that the grain-free foods cut back back on the terrine and it's harmful to our pets. The big thing that Dr. Dodd said is that our unequivocal statement, there's no independent survey or scientific research has been finished or published yet to conclude whether or not grain-free foods cause terrine deficiency that leads to DCM in dogs. Now her article, like I said, you can catch it, go to read it. 
I don't want you to go by hearsay. I need you to empower yourself. So when the vets say to your face that you should not be feeding any grain-free food, that, oh, it's going to kill your dog, or you're going to kill your dog. People, there has been no, no research yet. They're in the process. But if you're really worried about it, this is where if you have a rotation diet where you rotate between grain-free, non-grain-free, grain-free, non-grain-free, or grain-free and raw or dehydrated, you know, and then back to whatever... This is when the moral you rotate, you don't have to worry about that. But if you're one of the owners that feed the exact same thing every single solitary day, that would make me worried. And you should, too. So that's why it's so important. But Dr. Gene Dodd's blog here is unbelievable as far as it helps you understand that what causes taurine deficiency, that's what they're thinking. But when the FDA put out this statement, there was no, no research to back that up. It was a thought, a blip on somebody's pen. And so, and now what was so weird is they made sure that that got spread all over the universe. But when the FDA came out and said, oops, we bad, we shouldn't have said that because we have no, you know, no research to back it up. You didn't hear anything. All this, all this stuff went out to the vets. You know, and the and the vets don't know that much about food anyway. You know, they're great at it. They're always in the diseases and such like that. But anyway, so the thing is, is that w- w- they, the FDA caused such chaos in the dog free food world that it was, but yet they just snuck in and said, oops, we bad. But they blasted it when they wanted to condemn the grain freeze. Sure. So that's why you have to educate yourself. So you need to go to Hemo, H-E-M-O, Pets, Pet.org. And then also you're going to go to whole-dog-journal.com. They also printed a really good article. You need to get articles to educate yourself so that you understand and don't hit the panic button. Because unfortunately, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration unwittingly prompted these articles to be written when it recently gave a warning about a possible connection. Since then, the FDA has excluded the in the initial warning and stated at this time, we are not advising dietary changes based solely on the information we have gathered so far. In other words, oops, we bad. Okay, if you have questions or concerns about your dog's health or its diet, then you should, you know, do your due diligence and, and learn and understand what you're feeding the dog and the rotation and such like that. And anyway, so anyway, are we that really that bad? Yeah, I okay. have these linked in the podcast show notes so listeners okay. can go to the podcast later and get the websites. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you for listening to me. Like, dilated cardiomyopathy is, you know, hey, folks, do your... Do you do diligence? You have a grand week. Don't hide your dogs. If you don't hide your dogs, wait a minute. If you don't train your dogs, don't blame your dogs. See you next week. Thanks. Happy trails.